Yes, hello. I am James Rowland. Today is the Dublin R459. It's NXT Update, New Year's Evil. But I'm not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by our resident NXT expert and New Japan deity. It is, of course, Monty. How you doing, man? I'm Obviously, I'm downgrading my god-like powers <laughs> to just, you know, be an expert here for NXT. <laughs> But uh, definitely happy to be back. Like you said, first show, first NXT review of the year. So let's you know, let's get off on the right foot. Let's 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 get through it. Well, it's sort of say, but it is it's funny when you think now that uh, this is your kind of fourth year in the the world of NXT update, <laughs> considering yeah, veteran, you know, veteran 20, now. 20, yeah. And like I said, after the highs of last week, Wrestle Kingdom show. We come to NXT, but like we said, we're not going to be too downtrodden because NXT Update is what we do. Uh, But we have got a couple other things we do as well, and Monty won't be with us for our Rumble live show at the end of the month. No, I will not. But very good reason you've (laughs) you've given us, which I think we accept. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) I will physically be uh, in San Antonio at the Royal Rumble. Uh, it's gonna be my first rumble. I've been to Mania, so I'm 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 slowly getting close. I'm gonna try to make a Survivor Series one day, maybe even a SummerSlam. We're gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna knock down the Big Four first. But yeah, this is uh like you said, it's the biggest show I've been to in a while. Uh, it's kind of interesting, like you mentioned. I've been doing this now, going into this my fourth year for NXT, uh, and they're going into Visions Day, which is gonna which is gonna be the first time they do a takeover in like another arena that's not in Florida, right? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's kind of crazy when you think about how long me and you've been doing this, but it kind of stemmed from a time where, you know, wrestling, you know, fans weren't even in the arenas for any of this. So to think about to come full circle and now to be able to uh, be in a, a big show like that, and it's very unpredictable. I'm not really sure who's going to win either Rumble, oh, but I, you know, I, honestly, right now. So I mean, and a lot. Of- a lot of people at home, I mean, I don't interrupt, but like a lot of people at home yeah. are, are hating you right now, obviously, because of Rumble. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> not, point. Not only, some people jealous. Not only is it a bucket list for, like you said, every wrestling fan. Like, yeah, everybody wants to see a Rumble, yeah, right? I talk, fuck the Clash. Fuck money in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, would, I would sacrifice it. <laughs> if someone said to you tomorrow, give up the pod, we'll give you Rumble tickets. I'll see you there, Monty. You know, because, uh, and, and again, the year you're going, not to build it up so much already, but like I said, 2023 is going to be a big year in wrestling. And this possibly, conceivably, right. with Triple H booking it, with Cody Rhodes, I mean, that pop for Cody, when it it's going to happen, Monty, and you're going to lose your shit yeah. about it. But like, it's just, it's going to be amazing. It, it could be the greatest rumble of all time. I'm going to, this is going to be a massive disappointment when we review it. <laughs> Yeah, it made me think about last year again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if Brock comes out, but like I said, it's <laughs> it's it's great. And then again, what we can do because of course you'll be with us with the review, and we can do all the fun stuff that uh, I love doing as well. Is talking about prices and <laughs> how much we right. viewed and right, right. Lot, the lines. Yeah, yeah, man. Because like I said, the American style of it. Um, and also, we of course covered WrestleMania, but like I said, Royal Rumble. Man. Try not to lose my voice this time. Oh, just, you just enjoy. <laughs> Do like I said, take loads of photos. That's what we want, you know. We just loads of content, 
Uh, and of course, we'll post it all on the WNL as well. Uh, and like I said, I'm excited for you. So let, I don't know how you can feel going into yeah. the Rumble. Uh, but you won't. I mean, I'm even excited for the pitch black. I'm, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. But you're going to yeah, be like, see what it's like live. You're just going to see people <laughs> moving stuff. You'd be like, it was shit. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> the hell. <laughs> just men in black suits just like moving chairs uh, <laughs> like I said it's going to be awesome like two rumble matches mm-hmm. as well so you know uh, and of course Kevin Owens Roman Reigns but we're going to talk more about rumble as we get right. the reason I mentioned it is there's so much news happening at this moment in time <laughs> that we're going to try and cover yes. some uh, now some of it you know major some of it not and of course you can be a helping hand and okay. big news stories is Monty. It's not just you and I that kill wrestling shows. It's just me because one of my <laughs> wrestling shows that I love, uh, which is called New Japan Strong, is going to be rebuilt to focus on quality yeah. over uh, quantity. Which again, uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen. They've things that they have, which are showing right now will be the last ones uh, and then it rebuilt. So another three or four episodes of Strong uh, before we see what happens. There's been lots mm-hmm. of talk about Ring of Honor with their TV weekly deal. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm going to miss Strong. But again, I've, I'm starting to lose so many different wrestling shows. Monty, do you know much about this? I mean, is it much of a surprise? Because again, is it just like NXT UK and I'm the only one watching it? I mean, maybe, but honestly, it is a fan base for Strong. Even I, like I said, I, I tried to keep my eye on it, but like you said, we talk about this all the time in wrestling, man. It's just such so much going on. I can't I can't forgive anyone who's missing stuff like Strong or even like Dark and, uh, you know, Dark Elevation. I, don't, I, I know people who love AEW so much, they watch that too, and I'm just like, how do you find the time to watch that in NWA and all the other So it's just when you have such a, a packed, you know, schedule. Sometimes you don't get a chance to see everything, but uh, yeah, it's still a kind of a shock because I thought they were building a nice, not only a fan base for Strong, but just they were using what they were doing in New Japan Strong to set up a lot of their United States shows. But when I think about uh, like Battle in the Valley and how they kind of built that in Japan, but still they're coming to the U.S. And then when I think about a lot of the faces that we've seen back in Japan or some uh, some of the faces like Kevin Knight and some of these other people that we've seen debut in Japan, Coughlin, you know, a lot of those great L.A. Dojo guys, a lot of those people come came back to wrestle in Japan for uh, over this last few, you know, when the Wrestle Kingdom weekend. I know that's usually a time where they try to get everyone uh, a chance to get some type of, you know, work. But when you take, take into account all the debuts, maybe some of those guys are going to be coming over to Japan more often. And but I don't I still don't understand the, you know, limiting the how many new japan strong shows they're doing mm. so like you said maybe something to what you said maybe the numbers are not what, what they thought it would be but i still thought they were doing really really good work and they built a lot of uh great talent that's why i was looking forward to a lot of those la dojo guys uh to come to new japan or to see what they would do next because i knew that eventually that would be the case and part of me wonders how much of strong was meant to last anyway was this a product of the pandemic because they couldn't let a lot of, you know, 
a lot of their foreigners come to Japan. That's another thing that it made me think about. So I don't really know, but uh, it is sad to hear that because, uh, like I said, a lot of I did see a lot of people who look forward to Strong every week. Yeah, and Strong has been really good, like I said, with the talent. Even this past week, we had Jay White, you know, on the show. Kent had become the more contender to Fred Rosser, which we'll see at right, Battle right. of the Valley. Right, uh, and it'll be interesting to see kind of what they do because the talent involved has been good. And, and again, if they do change it up, we will just see kind of where they go. Anything that was affected last year is because of the tapings of it. When they did have a pay-per-view, sometimes the champions weren't the champions or whatever it was. But it's the right. closest thing we get. I say we, as even trying to get to New Japan, you always get asked certain questions of, what's the Raw and what's the SmackDown of New Japan? And, right. And it and there's not really an, an answer, and Strong was kind of the closest thing of being the week, the mm-hmm. episodic show, where, again, it could fill it out. But then again, Impact has been doing a great... Because, uh, obviously, on Access TV in America, they've got New Japan show on afterwards, which has actually even shown right. this week the Wrestle Kingdom highlights. So there's the kind of show ain't any way to keep the fans, you know, invested in it. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what happens, but yeah, Strong's going to come to an end at some point, which of course uh, will be sad news. And another uh, massive uh, bit of sad news that we had with 30th of December was the news that Don West, Impact announcer, passed away. Uh, yeah. He was diagnosed with uh, brain and lymphonia in 2021. Uh, and if anybody, when I say Don West, I can hear his voice in my head. Like, mm-hmm. it, impact, Me too. <laughs> impact, TNA as it was, with Mike today and Don West, did the, my favourite thing of any announcers that become a team but are cheering on what happens on the television, you know, together. Yeah. Uh, and really, really sad to see but Don West was such a huge part of kind of growing up and watching uh, TNA. He will be missed. Uh, Monty, what are your thoughts? Because like I said, this is, this is horrible, horrible news. Yeah, man, horrible news. And just like you said, he's one of those voices, you know, it's kind of like when you think about classic WWE, you you hear Jr. You hear some of his reactions. It's the same thing with him, with Don West, and in Impact and like the X Division. I can just uh, just imagine, I can just remember some of the times some crazy would happen in like an Ultimate X match. You could just hear Don West screaming at the top of his lungs, or uh, and like I, I even retweeted it when it happened. I was you know. I'll never forget when he turned heel on Mike tonight. <laughs> and just like, it, it came so out of left field. I guess they were kind of planting the seeds before it, but the way he did it, the way it was executed, ah, man, it was perfect. It always made me laugh the way he just kind of flipped on, uh, you know, uh, Mike tonight out of nowhere. So, you know, anyway, it was Don West, like I said, one of those guys that I cannot think about that era, like you mentioned, though, the 2000s. Uh, you know, um, I don't know exactly what year he kind of left commentary full time, but around, you know, like I said, that a certain era of impact, you cannot think about that time. The, some of the glory days, really, when you think about what impact was doing back mm-hmm. then, you can you only you the voice, like you said, one of those voices that you hear is Don West. So, yeah, it was very, very unfortunate news. It's always unfortunate when we lose someone in the community. But, yeah, like you said, someone you can, I can remember in my childhood growing up here and some of his iconic calls over the years. So it was really sad to hear that. Yeah, without a shadow. Like you said, the enthusiasm and the passion and always coming to work with a smile on his face. You could tell he was enjoying himself and that 
is kind of what makes it even better. But he will uh, be right. missed. Moving on to arrivals. And this might be more of a regular thing coming in 2023. We just don't know. But a former New Japan talent assigned with WWE. Well, I say that. We've seen him on Strong before. Carl Fredericks has signed with WWE. Mm-hmm. And he's going to report to the Venomal brand. We've spoken about this, I think, just a couple of months ago. But it has happened. 32-year-old has been a free agent since August. Uh, and he's going to try there. But then again, NXT, uh, well, until it changes again, <laughs> chance to have <laughs> some wrestlers come back and maybe have a bit of success. And Carl Fredericks, you know, like I said, might be, not be the biggest star going. But it's worth having a chance with NXT depending on how long it goes, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always liked Carl Fredericks. He was actually one of those people that I was looking forward, another one of those guys looking forward to coming back to the States because, I, like you said, especially when they were trying to establish strong, Carl Fredericks was a big part of what they were doing. And uh, you can tell they saw a lot in him because he was one of, those first, one of the first young lines in the L.A. Dojo I've seen graduated and ready to go. So, uh, you know, I think as far as the in-ring work when it comes to NXT – or, you know, the WWE style, I think he'll be a fine. I think he'll probably be ahead of some people that we see already, you know, down in uh, NXT. But uh, as far as, like, promos and what they may want him to do as a character, that's always questionable uh, because it's always just, you know, ran- sometimes it's very random or sometimes we, we don't really know exactly where they want to go or if he can, if he's capable of going where they uh, where he needs to go or where they want him to go. So, you know, because New Japan, like I say, is always you don't you have character work there, and you definitely have a goal that they want to achieve. But we've talked about it all the time. You re- you way it's way more free. You're way more just honest, being able to be who you are, who you want your character to be. Uh, it's le- way less hands on. We know the WWE style can be very overproduced at times, even on, even in this era now. So uh, I'm I'm really curious to see what they come up with. When it comes to uh, you know implementing him in NXT or and in in the WWE system going forward, but I do think he has potential. So we'll we'll see how this turn out. But I'm always trying. I'm always curious to see how uh, these things, you know, how they how how do WWE look at these guys? You know, uh, when they bring certain people that we may hold to a certain standard or we appreciate. And like I said, I've seen that he had potential in New Japan. So I think he has a shot. But we just have to see how they decide to portray him. Going forward. Yeah. And this is the thing with uh, things the way they are at the moment is the guy just, you know, maybe not had his biggest break yet, could experience something. And on the other end of the spectrum, if with the rumours are true and we're hearing that they are, and we talked about it on the Wrestle Kingdom show, the fact that Jay White now is expected to leave New Japan uh, for the United States with his contract running out. Of course, he's Leu on uh, February 11th and the loser leaves Japan match. Um, but again, this is this is big news. And a lot of people saying AEW, fuck it, WWE, and, and treat them like they treated AJ Styles. I've said it before. But Jay White has all the kind of tools necessary. He's only 30 years old. And looking me at his New Japan career and thinking he's done it all at a very early age. And what is left to mm. accomplish, you know, be better maybe to go away for a couple of years and then come back if he needs to or might just be in a WWE mark <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit but no I think it's fair enough I think honestly that that's the greatest argument for him leaving he's literally done everything I think 
they would be running it back or they'll be probably doing something that we've kind of seen before. I mean, I, I, he can have certain feuds with certain guys, maybe. We can see him do that. Excuse my cat. He has something to say, obviously. But, uh, Jay White. <laughs> but, uh, like, a, right. He don't want, yeah, he don't want to talk about Jay White leaving, apparently. But, yeah. So, like I was saying, he, he has, like, we all, like you said, Jay White has everything you need. And he's done everything that you, you can do pretty much in New Japan, like you said, at the age of 30. So it makes a lot of sense, in my opinion, if he was to leave and try, you know, whether it was WWE or AEW. Part of me, though, really hates that this got out because, I mean, I was pretty sure Jay White <laughs> was going to lose. <laughs> anyway, but I'm like, damn, like, you, you dirt see guys, could you just wait? Like, I, I think I already knew his contract was close to coming up. I don't need you confirming <laughs> that he may be done. Like, at least let this match be a little bit dramatic for me. It's who knows what's going to happen. But, sure, I think if this is true, we all can see how this is going to play out. Uh, but whether he goes to WAW is really, really interesting. You know, he definitely – he said he enjoyed his time, but AW never offered. And that doesn't mean they won't offer. Maybe they knew he was on the contract and they just didn't think it was, you know, what's the point of it. Uh, but, so, you know, we'll see how that turns out. But – WWE is definitely interested in him. And he's another person that I guess I'm really curious about. Because, again, he has it all. He has tools. But he, will he be anything like the Jay White we know and love when they bring him into WWE? You're right. Book him like AJ Styles. I'm really hopeful that they can execute that. But I, 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 part of me is very worried that he will be a watered-down version of Jay White because you kind of have to be this, under the WWE umbrella. Yeah. So I'm, cool I'm curious about that. <laughs> right. He won't be able to do that. We know that much, right? <laughs> so how is he, is he creative enough or are they creative enough to yeah. allow him to still be, you know, as good as he is? Cause I know, like you said, you watched him in impact as a matter of fact. So, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit more of how he can do under different, you know, censorship parameters and all of that. So, it, it, but I'm just saying, I know a lot of New Japan fans will definitely judge him compared to what he was doing over here. Yeah. That might not necessarily be fair. Yeah, there's no doubt he's a star. So we, my problem with AEW right. is that he don't need anybody else at this moment in time. If they're not going to judge the guy deserves to be treated, you know, like the man, no matter where he goes. Uh, it, I'm right. not going to say impact. That's a pipe dream. But, you know, I've, I've got all <laughs> the money in the world to be the face of the company. But like you say, it's interesting. <laughs> but it, every fan will turn around on, even if Jay White does sign with WWE. If we get the moment with AJ Finn Balor on him facing off in the ring for like the first time, do you know, or it, under the WWE, yeah. like you know, you can just. But it'd be interesting to see. Like I said, wherever he goes, he's going to be uh, successful. Uh, but unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, we still got to talk about this. I'm not going to go into full detail about this subject matter uh, because I'll annoy Jackson Jr. with it on the Rumble show. But Vince McMahon, uh, and again, I don't want to tell everybody I told you so, but it will be over his cold, dead body yeah. that he gives control up. Of the I don't w think anyone should be shocked, honestly. No, like we we this is going to be. We'll look back in five years and Triple H and Stephanie, six months, eight months in control, wherever it's going to be, was like, oh, do you remember when they did that? And it just went back to normal. <laughs> because 
I woke up to stories of being sold WWE being sold to Saudi Arabian and Sami Zayn leaving uh, <laughs> and, and all these other stories. <laughs> all Ste- the jokes. Yeah, Stephanie. Ooh, uh, the uh, jokes are great. Tony Khan buying AEW, uh, buying WWE and calling it AEWWE mm-hmm. and all this kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Vince, to anybody who doesn't know this story, Vince McMahon is now back uh, in WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently the main reason he is back is that he's going to sell the WWE. Apparently, sales going to happen by mid-2023. Stephanie has walked away. There's stories about Nick Khan being the intermediate between that. The I buffer. Mean, you know, it's yeah. like if 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 Stephanie kept a relationship with Vince after Vince suggested her sleeping with Shane, and yet it comes to a point where they are not on speaking terms now, you kind of know there's a problem. Monty, is it, what is this? It, will Vince... When they sell the company, will he take back creative control? Are we just waiting for that moment, or should we be more worried about WWE being sold anyway? You know, like what, what's what, what's going on? Because I know you followed it, the story. It depends. It depends. A long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I definitely followed the story, but even like I said on on the show, I was more just like it's a lot of boardroom stuff, and I'm not going to pretend to know. <laughs> anything about how how their business can be really really dirty so or, and it can be really confusing when you have no clue what the hell going on so i know i didn't even pretend to try to act like i can predict how this would how this would turn out but like you said uh it it's just it's insane i, I think i always kind of knew that he wouldn't go out he wouldn't just stay away but i didn't probably didn't think you know he would come back replace other shareholders he would, uh, you know, uh, like you said, Stephanie would have to walk away from her position. We'll get more insight into the fact that their relationship seemed to be crumbling. Like it's a lot of things that I probably wasn't really, wasn't really expecting to hear. And uh, but seeing Vince in this position, I think I think they even mentioned it out before SmackDown, the most recent SmackDown. Triple H had a meeting with the crew and basically said that Vince probably will have, you know, they will discuss things creatively. But Triple H has the final say. And my only thing when I hear that is like, well, how long yeah. do you have, will you have the final say? Like, if even if that's true, you know, and could they be saying Triple H has the final say just to do damage control and publicly Triple H is out, is, you know, it's just a booker. But Vince is secretly still doing the thing. Like, who can stop it if he's still the majority, you know, doing this and doing that? And then, like, once he sell it, now it's like, who is he going to sell it to? So, you're right. Depending on who it goes to, who knows what the future of WWE is. But it also can be it also exciting prospects because I see a lot of people, uh, you know, saying how great it would be if Disney took it over. Even though I'm assuming if a big pl- company like Disney were to buy it, they would probably, you know, like you mentioned, delegate it to people who ran it before, which is most likely who. <laughs> Vince, yeah. probably, you know, I, I, I just, I, you know, that's just what I'm thinking. So it's like it's really, really tough to know where the hell this is going. But it's interesting times to say the least, man. I, I know that. I, I know one thing. I never thought that this company would not be, or possibly not have anything to do. With, like, would you ever think that this company would possibly not have anything to do with the McMahon going forward? Nah, like that could possibly happen. Yeah. They could sell, and Vince could just take his money and leave. Yeah. And, then and again, now no one, Shane, Stealth, no one has anything to do with it. But like, then it turns into a, again, show my age a little bit, but like a WCW problem, because then you've got people that might not like wrestling, the people that don't know wrestling. Are yeah, in charge, exactly. And exactly. you get 
certain wrestlers or bookers in to do it and they're going to book themselves to be champions because that's what they do. The history of wrestling <laughs> going back from that. And especially if WWE are made, um, you know, private again, then they've got carte blanche to do basically anything they want. Um, you know, and like I said, 2023 is shaping up to be even bigger than 2022 at this moment in time if WWE is sold. Because like I said, that is something that people... It always McMahon after McMahon going back, you know, decades and decades, uh, and it will change the wrestling industry as as we know it, without a shadow of a doubt. But it's crazy to think that the news yeah. that we're going to have to cover. Uh, the other thing we do as well, of course, on NXT Pods is catching up with the latest on the WWE Network. Uh, just a couple of table for freeze. I'm just going to go through them quickly, Monty. Don't worry about that. We've got New Generation Gathering, which is Jerry the King Lawyer, Bret Hart, and Kane. Uh, this was fun because now we're coming to a point where you can actually talk about shit gimmicks uh, and get some... I don't know if Glenn Jacobs slash Kane has ever talked about Isaac Yankum either on a WWE programming, but that's what we're going to yeah. get. Um, Kane started start in Memphis as a masked Russian. So the masked was always there for Kane. Let's not forget. And then he was the Christmas creature. But let's not forget about Jerry's and Brett's feud, which was brilliant, whether people liked it or not, if they thought it was comedy or not. Uh, I always remember hearing about the King crowning Brett at King Ring 93. And of course, Jerry loved being a hill and ripping on the Hart family. Of course, his, family tar- his favourite targets were Stu and Helen. And it's quite nice to know even Brett, who doesn't say did say that his parents always laughed when the king uh, would start being horrible to him, which is good. A kiss my foot match, which you don't get anymore, maybe why. But Brett saying Jerry was a perfect villain. Uh, and, and of course, Isaac Yankum coming along in his match with Brett at SummerSlam 95. Um, really nice watch, but Brett did enjoy his meal. I think that's the biggest takeaway. <laughs> I think Brett just got taken to a room, sat down. <laughs> <laughs> and just at his meal. Like, that, that's... I mean, it's free. Hey. <laughs> Don't blame him. No? And, and the other table... Free for, yeah, the other table for free was SmackDown Legends, which is Booker T, JBL, and Ray Mysterio. Booker, I, do yeah. you know what? The older I get as well, I used to think Booker just talked nonsense, but it's genius inside no. nonsense. It... it, it, it <laughs> He said, "Wrestling, exactly. wrestling is the art of doing nothing," and and when you when you think about that, it actually does make sense. Uh, trying to make Undertaker mm-hmm. do a spinner Rooney was probably one of the funniest bits here. And JBL and Booker started in Texas together and worked in Japan as a tag team, which I didn't know actually. To be fair. Wow. Um, a lot of talk about young talent needing to learn. A little bit of a dig. Booker moved into WWE and had WSW hopes on his shoulders. We know how that went. Uh, see, <laughs> funny story from JBL talking about young kids trying something. Scotty Too Hotty, the first time using a worm. And Ron Simmons says, you ain't fucking doing that and beating him up. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, Ron Simmons. What a legend. Uh, JBL <laughs> talks about having Vader's last WWE match. And picking Rey Mysterio as his last opponent. Uh, of course, Booker is annoyed that he's known for beating up in a grocery store rather than anything else <laughs> in his entire career. But again, yeah. good stuff. 
Right. Awesome. But and by the way, I want to say that episode uh, is another one of those things you kind of I can cherish because you know not to not to show my youth here, but that was like that's 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 my era right there, SmackDown. <laughs> you know, JBL and the Booker T. You know, that that two thousand four to the seven to eight era. Like oh man, like yeah. But really, two thousand two is probably when you can be. So- Started off, but yeah. Anyway, besides that, yeah. enough of my two thousands. <laughs> no, like you said, the, the, the Smackdown Six. Uh, started, yeah, you know, you said that era, man. Off. Yeah, man. Whew. He should not be named. Like at the time, I really did not write, did not like Raw as much. Like Raw had certain things, like, but it was just so much evolution, so much. You know, it kind of got, you know, bad there for a while. But yeah. Smackdown was so refreshing during the time. Yeah, well, this is say that he had Heyman in control and he said, fuck you, I'm going to beat Raw. And he did, you know, and then they were like, wait yeah. a minute. Um, of course, Peacock has the Ric Flair documentary in America, but mm-hmm. they hate us in the UK. So uh, we are wow. not available on the network, so fuck them. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> so, on to NXT episodes of nxt uh december 13th we're gonna start with a recap of deadline fucking hell is that that long ago uh a happier booker t with vic joseph we see grayson waller interrupting roxanne perez who wanted to open the show bron broker arrived to run off waller before mandy rose struck a challenger with the women's championship president challenger to put the title on the line later tonight we had wesley beating stan Benzo, Dijak stood on the apron as Tony D. Planted the North American champion with a clothesline to the back of the head. Toxic Attraction versus Ivy Nile, Tate and Paxley with uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter getting involved, causing a disqualification. Odyssey Jones beat Von fucking Wagner. And now I think of it, have we seen Von Wagner since this moment? No, disappeared. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> well, just... Maybe it'll persist. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, see what happens. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Big Body Harvey tried to figure out the name of his fan base. When Mackenzie Mitchell, who's mm-hmm. not interested, he lost to Ikeman Jiro. Scripps attacked Jiro afterwards. We saw Kofi mm-hmm. Kingston and Xavier Woods celebrating a history-making night at Deadline. Booker was still pissed, but he said he had 16 <laughs> reigns. So he was, 16... <laughs> was saying, like, I have 16. Uh, Woods said he had the first NXT match and it was against Big E. How fucking cool is that statistic? Wow. <laughs> like, right? What yeah. a throwback. Yeah. Uh, no boy, pretty deadly, walked out wearing <laughs> tassels and sparkly pants. Yes, boy. And they demanded a rematch. The New Day said they would get a shot if the British team, if they recited the Just Pledge of Allegiance. I, d- I didn't know it either. I'm not going to lie, Monty. Briggs and Jensen <laughs> ran out with a US flag and said the earner told shot instead. literally programmed in this, man. Like, they programmed us as kids. We had to say it every day growing up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, yeah. yeah sorry. No. You, I'm, sorry I'm, just, I'm basically pointing out that they didn't have a chance. No, USA. <laughs> USA. Like, you, yeah, that's what they do. But, Monty, how the fuck did you know that it was going to be Briggs and Jensen next in line? <laughs> how, how? Come on now. Oh, well, still, I fucking hate them. <laughs> so I didn't. Um, but did you know Sergeant Slaughter became a babyface for a promo just like that? 
Hey, eh? but look back right? in the archives. Yeah, back in the day. Only in only here. Yeah. Only in America. USA, USA. We see Lash Legend spotted. This was good. Uh, JD mm-hmm. versus Brutus, and Creed started strong against JD, but the Nessa Evil found his opening to wear down his opponent. We see Indusher stopping him from using a steel chair, and McDonald won in the ring with the inside. Iofi made her NXT debut as Lyra Valkyrie. I don't know why they changed the name. And Maria Miller challenged her early, but she could not keep the pace of the Norse uh, Angel. I can't wait until she starts doing the feather gimmick. You know what I'm saying? That's when we know it's going to get going. Right? Yeah. I-, I knew something was missing, right? You know, it's like she seemed kind of like uh, not... It seemed something was different. That's what I'll say about it. I was like, wow, that's a great call, the, the feathers. Yeah, you're right. She's nowhere near as... Uh, you know, mystical as she was at the time in the UK uh, so far. But it was, you know, she looked great though. Uh, when you think about how you know the injury that she had, you know, she looked look, you know, looked like she's been doing, you know, should be fine. So we'll we'll see how this turns out though. Right, uh, another sighting of Damon Kemp. Uh, he lost to Duke Hudson. Chase caught Gulak recruiting Hudson, but Hudson made it clear to Chase and fear how like we still chase you after the professor apologized to him. Gulak was sent to the back by Chase when he tried to watch it closely. Um, seeing Gulak and Chase together does prove it's not another Elias and uh, Ezekiel situation. Because you're never sure. Again, <laughs> I don't want to be racist, but short hair and a goatee. Eh, you know, like, come on. Uh, and, then, yeah. <laughs> and then the main event, <laughs> NXT Women's Championship, Mandy Rose versus Roxanne Perez. Rose had complete control through much of the but of course, Perez stayed in the fight. Finally, she planted the NXT Women's Champ with Pop Rocks to take the win and the title. Yes, Rose's reign ended at 413 days, just three days short of Baszler's NXT record. Uh, and we saw real emotion here. And crazily, Rock started the year as Ring of Honor Women's Champion and finished it as uh, NXT Women's Champion. It was a shock, without a doubt, until the news the next day anyway. But what did you think of the main event? Because Roxanne. We knew she was the next one, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we knew it was the next one. I, I, I really, I literally, uh, I remember when I when I first watched, I watched it live because I was uh, flipping through channels or whatever, and uh, you know, I got I looked on social media and I saw, oh, okay, so they're doing the title match tonight. <laughs> so I went and just caught the match, the actual match of the title match that night, and it was uh, like you said, it was really, really a shock that they pulled the trigger when they did, you know, uh, like we said, now in hindsight, we know that it may not be as shocking now, but at the time, like you said, the, the rain, all the hard work that Mandy had did, you know, we had, I, I, I we were all kind of, I mean, when someone's a champion for over 400 days, you are going to be kind of programmed to think at the end of the day, they're going to find a way for Mandy to get out of this or to survive or, or retain. So uh, it was still, you know, kind of a shock when she pulled it off, but I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed. Like you said, I, we kind of seen the, the, we seen it a while ago with Roxy that she was the one who probably was best suited to take over in this role. She looks like a champion. She, she works like a champion. She, uh, I don't think anyone can doubt that she deserved that moment. So I think it worked from that point of view, even if it was shocking to see Mandy lose, but I must say that the night it happened, I was really, really happy because 
I did not want her to come any closer to Oscar, right? <laughs> Selfishly, I was protecting uh, Oscar and now Shayna. But hey, Mandy Rose, uh, like I said, I will give her all the credit for being a book. For someone that, like you mentioned, when she won that title, we, we kind of just shrugged it off as, ah, okay, whatever. You know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. And then to think about how great, or at least how much better she became over those 400 days. Yeah, no, I, I definitely give her props for her reign, uh, but it was a great moment for Roxanne and well deserved. Yeah, and this is a shame as well in a weird way because obviously next day Mandy Rose was released, which she spoke about on the yeah. pod before because she posted explicit photos and videos. She's thirty-two years old and she made over a million dollars uh, on that account Ooh. as well. Uh, and like I said, Oscar's reign was five hundred and twenty-two. So we still had a little way to go, but you never knew. Right. But it's never knew, man. We can't look back now and go, do you know what? I actually put respect on her name. She actually turned into quite a good performer. Right. You know, Toxic Attraction, exactly. for how bad 2.0 was, was one of the reasons why it's worthwhile, you know? And like I said, in the matches that she's had, uh, especially, you know, with Miko and Blair Davenport, showed the level she had got to. But again, it's WWE saying, well, we haven't got a choice. And Mandy Rose again at that age, where she showed fixed. You know, maybe she won't have a reign as much as that, but she still can be success in her career. You know, definitely, definitely. I wish her nothing but the best. She'll be fine. Honestly, you make a million dollars like she's doing it. I probably wouldn't take a bump again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with my life <laughs> if it's like that. I don't know if I ever take a bump again, but. Yeah, man, I think, uh, like you said, I just had to, got to give her her props. Like, really improved. And she was the women's division for the, most of our reviews for the last year or so. Yep. Mandy Rose was the women's division on 2.0 in NXT. So, hats off. Exactly. Put some respect on her name. So, we'll move on to December 20th. We start with some good old-fashioned wrestling when Axiom battled Carmella Hayes. Trip Williams tripped the superhero with Rollins setting up Kamala Hayes for a double knee face buster and the diving axe kick to win. But this was really smooth to start the show. Yeah, man. And I love I'd love seeing him right there in that slot too to kick it off. Like it's like we know Melo can get people, newcomers who may just be flicking the channels or whatever. We know a match like this. We let Melo, we let, you know, Axiom get in there, we let them do what they do best. And uh that 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 will be enough to kind of maybe keep people watching if they're just, you know, stumbled across this, or if you're just tuning in to NXT this week to see what's going on. But, ah, it's a good match to kick things off. And they kind of, they kind of, as you'll see, even uh, I think the next week or so, or the week after this, they kind of use Melo uh, in a similar fashion there again. But I must say, I am really impressed. As much as I, I ragged on the name and I thought the numbers promo and all of that was kind of nonsensical, when he debuted, I must say, I am really impressed with the, the way they pre- presented a kid or Axiom, and like you know, allowing him to be who he is in the ring, even though they you know, kind of you know they they stifled him with something that I thought was probably going to limit him. He stepped up to the plate, and every time they get they put him in the ring, he shows what me and you already kind of knew about him from watching him in NXT UK. So. I do want to uh, kind of give that a shout because he really was in this match and the crowd was in it with him. The finish kind of 
you know, I will say I've seen that Phoenix a couple of times when it comes to Trick, but I'm I'm really little, like part of me, I don't even think I want Melo and Trick to ever break up. I'm getting <laughs> I'm that used to them coming and just being, you know, a tandem together and working together so well. They play off each other so well. Uh, that I'm just I really appreciate them together. But uh yeah, man, this is great stuff, like you said, to kick off the show. Yeah, and that's an excellent point about Axiom as well, especially coming off deadline where he had a, a, this most surprising performance out of them as well. Right. And, and another thing that I hopefully we get to mention is I don't think we have, but even his jokes about or you can see how what I'm what <laughs> yes, I feel like peace. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Like making jokes about how un like cause that math really don't make sense. Like how does he see anything? <laughs> With the mesh covering, but yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, we get Zoe Stark nice versus Nikita Lyons, perverts, next. Uh, Zoe Stark tried every trick in the book to win and landed as she rolled up Nikita Lyons and grabbed the ropes for free. There's one thing that I just know this is not over. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, I agree. That's the, that's the only thing that's promised yeah. after that. Yeah, oh, we'll be yeah. seeing this again. <laughs> Wendy Chu attacked Cora Jade during her interview and then we had the NXT Women's Tag Titles Chance and Carter versus Toxic Don't Say Mandy Rose Attraction versus Diamond <laughs> Mine Gaden Carter reversed Ivory Niles dragging Sleeper into a pin for free while Chance stopped Tatum from breaking it up it was good stuff but the only problem is these are the only three teams in NXT <laughs> <laughs> thank you Thank you. I didn't want to point it out because they worked hard, but yeah. it's pretty much your whole division right here. So, you know, what's next for the tax? Well, <laughs> no, no, it's interesting. It's just going to sit there going, do, 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 do. Yeah, wait yeah. for another team to form. Uh, Booker T sat down with Perez, who explains she always bet on herself to exceed without fail. Apollo Crews part of Perez's championship win. He did. Uh, he turned to the NXT Championship. <laughs> I need to be up to uh, by Carmelo Hayes. I could hear Monty cheering from a yes. distance. Who wants the next shot? The two agreed a future match with no date set. But Cruz is there to put them over. That's <laughs> <laughs> whoever comes out. I'm going to put them over in a couple of weeks. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what this. That's a great way to put that entire segment in lame, like the easiest way possible. <laughs> He's like, who's next? So you can, you know, just beat me so you can fight Braun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Try to convince New Day to give him a title shot. But the champions <laughs> continue to give them impossible tasks before that rematch. Impossible. All like getting Niles, <laughs> Niles' suit. <laughs> <laughs> Even I was like, that's a good pull. But, that's yeah, a great one. Yeah. <laughs> the rock <But>, eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's just good stuff. Good stuff all round. Uh, Electra Lopez beating the Hartwell. Both women shouldn't be here. Make that what you want. <laughs> Simple as that. Simple. <laughs> Isla Dawn missed it out by five before a match, and it took about, I don't know, 15 minutes for the trainers to clear her. When Fire got to the ring, Dawn blasted her right hand on her still steps with Fire's own bat. And that will learn her. And then Hank Walker went to Drew Gulak for advice and Gulak offered him a chance to attend his cinema. 
next week. Seminar, not cinema. Seminar. Cinema. That's with an English accent. That's quite difficult. The NXT Tag Team Champions... Championships are on the line. New Day versus Briggs and Jensen. And they came to work against the New Day. However, Kofi yeah. caught Briggs with trouble and power dives to set up the rope walk elbow drop for Xavier Woods to retain. Yeah. I hate to say it, but this was quite good. <laughs> this was so good that I really was confused. I was like, does this mean this mean I've been underrated Briggs and Jensen? Or is it just because the New Day can damn near do no wrong when it comes to this? Like, Is it because of how great the New Day is? But no, you have to give some support, like you said, because they really came. You could tell they knew this was a big deal for them as a team because that's the energy that they brought in this match. Everything looked, you know, like it was on time. They were they were, they were not half-stepping. So I really have to, like you said, surprisingly, you know, they were in Believe it or not, these are former NXT UK tag <laughs> So, you know, this is by far the best they ever looked. And I, I'm not going to give it all to the New Day, even though we know how great no, they we've are. We've liked him for a long time. We have. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. I could have just used this entire time to talk about just how much we love the New Day. That's how much we love them. But I want to give them props. they just the best that they ever looked. So yeah. ho- hopefully they can build off that and, you know, keep that type of, you know, energy up. Yeah, uh, well, we saw Grayson Waller then demand Brunt Breaker from his NXT Championship match, but the NXT champ did not answer. The challenger mocks the champion until Breaker arrived. Breaker speared Waller, only to meet a steel plate concede in Waller's jacket. Waller ended the night standing tall over his unconscious opponent, promising to win at New Year's Evil. Look, if it ain't broke, don't see, fix, fix it. Don't <laughs> fix it. Exactly. Use, see, you can take from WCW the best of WCW. <laughs> see, a lot of people take some of the worst ideas from WCW and try to make, you know, you take war games. You take you take stuff like this segment from WCW. You know, don't do not do, you know, NWO black and white versus NWO <laughs> for like 32 weeks on your television. You don't have to do stuff like that. You know, take from this part because, like you said, one of the greatest moments in WCW history, and it ended up being a really, really nice moment. Now, it was definitely, uh, I mean, especially when when you saw how I get, Braun didn't really sell it the greatest to me because <laughs> <laughs> the after he safely gets him to the ground, uh... then that's when he decides to, okay, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm unconscious. It was delayed reaction. Delayed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He couldn't go limp like he was supposed to when he was supposed to. He didn't go limp until he got to the mat. So it was funny. It was kind of funny. But it was great. Great reveal. And Waller is the perfect guy to do something like that. Uh, you know, not as great as the original. It's hard to, hard to top the original. But it was still an awesome moment because it's been a while. You know, sometimes you need those callbacks to the classics. Well, and again, Waller showing his intelligence, you know, like ever since Deadline, right. attacking Bron. Get into his head, showing him like, yeah, you're smart. you're a big bad man who's trying to plow through me, and if you do, I make sure you make a mistake. Uh, which again, for Grayson Waller, is incredible. <laughs> so fair, <laughs> fair play right. for that segment. Uh, we'll move on to December 27th, which was the last NXT of the year, which was pre-taped, and Julius Creed exercised one of his past demons by overcoming JD McDonough in the opening match. 
And then we saw Indusher agree to a match at New Year's Evil. I hope JD bounces back from this because you and I were talking about him thinking he was maybe next in line or future champ. And he's had a few losses recently. But again, yeah. you know, it's one of these things where talent does disappear for a little while. And we think, oh, yeah, it's, it, we haven't seen him in the past four weeks. <laughs> Right, right. It's definitely one of those things, you know. Uh, so we have to. I was definitely kind of shocked that they didn't kind of predict, protect him here because he kind of lost, you know, decisively. If you ask me, the weight loss. So that was another thing. But you know, uh, I don't know. I think maybe they 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 they've shown just how good or how dangerous he is. So they feel like, you know, as long as we can just tap back into him hurting someone in a couple weeks or something like that then he'll be fine. So maybe that's maybe their thought process, that it'll help it'll help Julius more than it'll hurt uh, JD. Yeah. Or we'll be released. We just don't. <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. Or I'm wrong and they're just going to fire him. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when that happened to us like a year and a half ago and we were just losing talent every week? <laughs> just like, I really like oh, Swerve. Definitely. I really like Bronson Reed. I really like 2.0. <laughs> just everything. Yeah, this kid has a, fr- a bright future, but might not be here. <laughs> Fuck it, hell. Uh, we get Cora Jade versus Wendy Chu. Cora Jade talked too much trash, and Wendy Chu pick up a big win with Full Nelson Slam and a Vader bomb. We saw Scripps beat Ikaminjiro. Uh In a second NXT match, Lower Valkyrie had some trouble working with Legend. But who doesn't? She won. <laughs> but, but the biggest surprise is Legend still has a job. I think would be bad to say, bro. It's so bad that I and I hate the. I told you I don't like the, the audience for NXT, the typical audience. But they, I literally heard someone say, "Lash is trash," and try to get that chant going. That's how bad it is right now. I, I know she's a heel, but Lash is trash. <laughs> come on, man. That, that's right. not good, Johnny. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, but she's still got a job. So, like we say, we yeah, look on the positive. No, hey, hey, you can't teach that. What, what, what? Uh, Big Bill? What do you? What used to be the catchphrase for Big Bill? <laughs> she's six foot tall, yeah, man. You can't teach that. And you can't teach that. Bada boom, <laughs> realest guy in the room. How are you doing? Uh, so... <laughs> what a reference! Oh my god. <laughs> God, uh, the schism versus Edgesonoffi, Mallet Blade, and Odyssey Jones. We saw Joe Gacy and Rick Feller. Uh, they held up Edgesonoffi and Mallet Blade for a double doomsday device, followed by Parton yes. and Offi with a ticket to mayhem into the upside down for the uh. win. The schism can't be working, surely. Like, this was a well put together match. Right. <laughs> what is wrong? Yeah, like, it's crazy to me. Like, I, I was literally trying, I was talking to this with my. My fiance, who really don't really watch NXT, so I know she was lost. But uh, I was like, this the crowd, no one gave a damn about Skizzle when it was just Joe <laughs> and the two grizzled young vets just talking nonsense every week. But then when Simone pops up, <laughs> or like when Ava Rain pops up, oh man, now now it's you know, uh, what four roots, one tree. Everyone's everyone's throwing up tools in there. <laughs> It's really interesting how much more interesting they became (laughs) when Ava showed up. It's crazy to me. But I must say, this match does remind you, right? Damn, those grizzly young vets, man. They're still so good. good. It's it's just a shame we can't get Zach Gibson to come out and hit the promo that he used to do. 
you know, where he right. talks about soon to be. I can't do a Scouse accent, but you know, <laughs> grizzled young vets. Just, I, I just, I just can't wait for that moment. Or he'll be released. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> we move on for the battle for the bar. Not Seamus and Cesaro. No, Keanu James losing to Fallon Henry. <laughs> Drew Gulak, I can't be stupid by the way in itself. Who wrestles for something like uh, fucking Vic? Vic going, she won the bar. She won the bar. Who gives a fuck, Vic? I know you're trying, son. No, no, on. no. Vic also was like, uh, uh, she, she, uh, was a. This is where she lost her tooth, and Booker T had the greatest line. What the hell was she doing in the bar? At two years old to lose her tooth. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great question that is actually yeah bar used to babysit her she's got more memories of the bar than her family which is fine photo albums are just pictures of the bar that's my favourite chair my table then we had Drew Gulak wow. hosting in-ring invitational where he made each man submit Walker was going to be no 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 you're not taking part you're just participating I said no 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 just stand there stand and watch. just don't know uh, don't uh, yeah, he he held the submission on for Miles Bourne a bit too much, and Hank Walker had to tell him to let up. Charlie Dempsey crashed the Invitational and challenged to Walker to a match uh, next week. We then get the NXT North American Championship. Wesley versus Tony D. Uh, Tony D got two focus in this match on Hurt and Wesley. This allowed the timely distraction from Jack of Chatkin attacking Channing Stacks Lorenzo <laughs> with something the champion to hit his handspring kick for the win. Um, what do you think of this? Because I want to talk about Tony D after the next match as well. Or the, you know, but like, he's just, meh. and Wesley, like the North America title reign should be exciting. But again, is it just because Carmelo's not involved? <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, I've been programmed to a certain quality when it comes to Melo and the way his title matches were portrayed, the way they felt. You know, this felt more on the lines. And I hate to say this, but think about it. It kind of happened to Cameron Grimes when he wanted from Melo, too, you know, <laughs> of where it was kind of like it felt like a significant drop-off in importance or at least that, that vibe about it just didn't it just seem, it just seem to matter the same. Not to any fault. To me, to Cameron, I didn't think Cameron did anything inherently wrong. Same thing right now with Wesley, even though I didn't mind this match. That's a great the, – the way you kind of describe Tony D is a great way to put him. It's like I don't think he's bad, but at the same time, I, he doesn't really stick out to me as – nothing he does really makes me feel like, oh, my goodness, that's special. Yeah. You know, but, I, I you know, I, I thought maybe I should just give it a little bit more time, even though he's been around for what? How, I don't know. Been around a while now. Yeah. So, you know, you would think he would make more of an impression when it comes to being in the ring. Uh, but I will give him a break when it comes to the way this match finished. Because it's not very often you just see a, uh, your friend just get abducted. <laughs> <laughs> it's it stacks. It doesn't matter. Like I'm gonna get onto this. That's thing is evil. That's fair like, like fuck yeah. him. <laughs> like you fight for championship. Right. Like come on. Um, I don't know why they insisted on trying to get us into this bond <laughs> that they have. That's a great point. Oh uh, mate, I was just well. Uh, anyway, January 3rd, the first NXT of the year, and we start off with the way NXT should start off every week. Carmelo Hayes, right. this time taking on Apollo Crews. We see Hayes attacking the knee of Crews to start the finish. 
Cruz missing a standing moonsault and landed on the knee. The A champion caught with a double knee face buster and a diving axe kick to win. Good stuff. And Cruz, like we said, there putting Hayes, but Hayes slowly getting closer and closer to what we want him to get. Right. You can just see it. I think that's the best part about this is that it's all logical, uh, you know, storytelling and booking when it comes to, like you said, his eventual ride into the number one contender spot. And, uh, you know, I, I just think, like you said, it's something about like when Melo and these matches, these type of matches happen. Like I said, you're already, you're always interested in those matches because it, they just feel important. And like you said, when you, I'm really interested into his, into every route that he takes to, to get to Ron Breaker, because like that is, the end goal, I think, for anyone who's been watching NXT over the last year and a half, maybe, Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes, stand and deliver, is the match to make. And I think, like like you said, this step over Apollo is definitely the logical step to get us there uh, after Vengeance Day. But uh, I also want to give uh, a big shout-out to Apollo Crews for being in the, in this spot. Because, again, once, you, once you're not going to be the one to beat Braun Breaker, to help out somebody like Melo, to be in that spot, to put him over, to make him look great. I always got to give a shout-out to him because, again, the way NXT is set up now with the veterans that we have coming back, uh, it's just awesome to see a lot of those people not only try to work out. I don't think this is all about Apollo figuring out how to his next main roster run. I think you, if you're coming to NXT to work like him in the New Day or, you know, I've been doing you're also coming to help out the uh, the talent. I didn't mention that when that when we were talking about Briggs and Jensen, but that's another great thing that you can see. It's an emphasis on put, making these experienced guys get working there with the up and coming guys, and I, I love that. Yeah, well, actually, out of a doubt, after Melo's win over Cruz, Axiom attacked Melo and Trick, then Axiom beat Trick, and Melo and Trick attack Axiom until Cruz made the save. So. <laughs> we know where that's going coming up. Uh, Die Jack mm-hmm. beats Stax afterwards. The big man tried to hurt Stax more, but Tony D sent him running and challenged him to a match at New Year's Evil. Uh, Wesley agreed later in an interview to give the winner of Die Jack versus Yanjo the next shot at the NXT North American Championship. We then see Gigi Dolan and JC Jane declare 2023 as Toxic Attractions Year, claiming a shot at the NXT Women's Championship. Indy Hartwell, Cora Jade, Nikita Lyon, perverse. Wendy Chu, Zoe Stark all interrupted. For Fia Hale, call for a brawl. Roxanne Perez appeared on the stage to announce a 20-woman battle royal that would crown her first challenger at NXT Vengeance Day. Fire nearly got in the action during the brawl, but Dawn attacked her, leading to a fight in a parking lot and a backstage area. And to be fair, that was the best part of the entire segment. Uh, and then we had Extreme Resolution... Alba Fire versus Isla Dawn. Physical brawl with Dawn. Six to smile and accept her fate as Alba Fire embraced her anger and put her opponent away with a senton bomb and a gory bomb through a table outside. Monty, no surprise, but I really like this. They beat the crap out of each other. Right. And this is a match we should have had at deadline. I agree. Yeah, I agree. This is perfect. It fit. Uh... What they, you know, the few perfectly because we know, like I said, since what happened to her in her title match, Alba Fire has been on a rampage when it comes to getting to uh, Isla Dunn and 
she getting her revenge in this match. I really liked the way everything played out. It was a fun brawl where I thought both ladies, you know, got some great shots in. And the ending uh, with Aladon kind of showing just how insane she is, basically laying there and taking the, the Swanton bomb or whatever, for, you know, just for the hell of it. And then you you know you get the guard bomb so you can go through the table. And then the way they the way Alba looked at her after the match, it really gave me vibes that maybe this maybe I wasn't too far off when I was predicting something of a, like a rivalry into a team type of thing. Not mm-hmm. that I thought that it would happen, but I was just kind of like fantasy booking that I guess it would be kind of cool to see them together. But we were just talking about Casey and you know Caden uh, not really having anyone to to fight. So, I, you know, it would be an interesting thing. And, uh, you know, going forward, I think after being that close to Isla and going through that experience with her, maybe we'll start seeing a change in her character. I think they're kind of already starting to kind of tease that a little bit. But we'll see going forward. Maybe I'm just off and maybe this will just turn into an even deeper of a blood feud. Or maybe it's completely over and they don't have anything to do with each other at, at all after this. I wouldn't mind it kind of either way because this, like you said, was a great cap off. Great way for Alba to just get her revenge. And uh, this is a great match that, you know, I don't know how much they may have touched when she was Kaylee Ray in NXT, but I, I would like to say that this is like, you know, one of the best matches I've kind of seen uh, them two have. So this yeah. is great. Yeah, like I said, NXT UK at its best. But you make an excellent point with Dawn and Fire. <laughs> Where we actually mentioned a bar earlier, and the reason why Sheamus and Cesaro got together because they kept fighting right. each other, uh, a bit like Sheamus and Drew now, really. And Drew, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah, so that could work. And we've also know there's only three other tag teams in the entire divisions, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then with, with her witchcraft, like it just makes more sense yeah. to be kind of like maybe she's controlling Alba, maybe doesn't who knows what kind of. You know, they can go any uh, all types of ways with it. So that's the thing that I like about it. It's kind of interesting, Yeah, maybe the point that they're at right now. And again, easy way to get gold, because if those two do team together, you would think they'd be the favourite in a match, especially when uh, Chance is training women's tag team champions yeah. in history, which I think the record was six days. So... <laughs> 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 Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway, we'll move on. Big Body Harvey lost to Aura Mensa. What the fuck did they do with Aura Mensa? <laughs> they turned him into they turned him into the African Caden in the katana. That's pretty much it. He's just the African version of them in the club. <laughs> I, I really tell me what's the gimmick because he just no, seems like he goes to the dance club that Caden and Katana go to. I don't know. I, I'm still waiting for Ashton Smith to show up. So I, I, don't, I don't. great point. Yeah. Oh poor fucker. And then we get Drew Gulak versus Andre Chase. Of course, like we said earlier, they're not the same person. This was entertaining. And one thing I thought about as well watching this was like, imagine if Chase didn't wrestle in a jumper and trousers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's straight right. up. Imagine how much, like, yeah. people would take him completely more. I know they would take him more seriously if he had traditional gear. Like yeah. a singlet. It's, Imagine, just, like, a wrestling singlet yeah. in this he, match. He's such a good wrestler, but we forget because he has, you know, like, it's a massive, massive collar. <laughs> and think about Chase's offense set off Gulak and made Chase tap out to the Gulak and did not let go for several extra seconds. Uh, Dempsey Ooh. told Gulak he's ready to challenge Walker next week. Not this week, next week. Uh, then we had... Kofi beating Joe Gacy. Uh, and there's been a lot of questions as well. Why 
we've not maybe seen a lot more of Kofi in Woods, and I think Woods is dealing with an injury at this moment in time, uh, which is a bit of a shame, of course, but should be fit uh, for Vengeance Day as well. And speaking of Vengeance Day, pretty deadly. Yes, boy, confronted New Day in the locker room, demanded a total shot, willing to go through a gauntlet to earn enough opportunity. I love this as well because pretty deadly are the main focus. You know, it's what they're having to do week in, week out. You know, we know what the end result is going to be. So I'm just enjoying, unless they get fucked over, but I'm enjoying this ride. (laughs) I agree. I love that they're still involved. Like, they're still right there. They're they're doing whatever they can to try to get their title shot again because, again, they're not getting treated like some of the other teams who are just kind of taking a shot at the New Day. Pretty deadly is like, Still above the other teams, even if they may be under. New- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what we know the layers, and they know their position as well. And they're just trying to help. Um, and then we had the Grayson Waller effect with Bron Breaker walked in the segment playing it cool. I fucking hated Bron in this. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, it's fine. I'm good. I, I got, I got, after watching the complete segment, I try. I, I I understood where they were going. They were trying to show that he weren't getting under his skin, but it kind of ended up being pointless if <laughs> at the end you still hit him and you still try to, you know, like you still did your suplex on him and everything. So it's like, he got under your skin. So what was the point of us sitting through all that cringy question and answer game? It, it, that Yeah, it was kind of weird. It was definitely executed weird. And then, another thing we're going to get sick of is what we saw, um, of course, Bron laying him out with a military press power slam. But the thing we're going to get annoyed with, this is going to become more commonplace now as well. The dive over the rope holding a phone. Logan Paul yeah. <laughs> started it's a great point. It's like, how many shit shots are we going to see on social media? Of, oh, look at this guy over the top. Uh, way to build a legit threat for the next show, like, do you know what I mean? Like, Grayson Waller <laughs> and Bron. My God, I cannot wait. Uh, so anyway, let's get to it. Cause we got last episode. It is January 10th, New Year's Evil. And we open with a Chase University segment. RJ Chase welcomes his student to where everyone gets a second chance. He says, tonight's homework is to watch New Year's Evil. I've done my homework, Mr. Chase. Uh, he goes over to tonight's matches and dismisses his student for bringing negative range, uh, energy around Fear Hale, who has the biggest match of her career tonight. In a 20-woman battle royal, Hale doubts herself, but Chase believes in her, says she has the heart. Chase, who believes she can do it, they all get hyped out as you go, fear, fear, fear. And again, NXT has done this quite well in the past, where it would be toxic attraction or something else, you know, kind of just recapping it in a kind of fun way. And I think Chase, you at the moment, it kind of works. We then start with the uh, number one contendership for the NXT North American title, Dijak versus Tony D. Wesley joined Book and Vic on commentary. We see Tony D fought half himself, uh, but he was too focused on protecting stacks. You fucking idiot. Dijak handcuffed Lorenzo. <laughs> First off, how fucking those handcuffs? You know, like, Jesus Christ. You knew Saint was up yeah. when they, like, reach across the ring. Um, stacks. Uh, Dijak handcuffed Lorenzo to keep him out of the action. Stacks told Tony D he would take the shot. For him, but the Don told him, No, stay healthy. You're in the fucking match, Tony. Like, right. what the fucking hell? It set him to walk right into a big boot from Dijak, who picked up the win. 
I mean, what do you think of this? We defied to Tony D. He fancies stacks. That's what I've taken away from it. Right. Like, we're going to get a romance yeah. angle. Like, this is this is where it's going. <laughs> right. I can't is live without you. <laughs> That's what we're going to have. <laughs> I'm not saying Brat Brat Mountain, but you know where I'm going with this. Like, I can't right, quit right, you. Right, right, like, right. That type, yeah. Got you. I got you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me get myself together. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. Uh, I, the match itself, I will say, Tony D, uh, I definitely was impressed with him in this match. I don't know. Maybe it's because maybe I haven't watched, you know, Dijak do his thing in a while. I think, you know, it was a really good match. It was one, you know, one of those matches. I don't know if this is, this probably wasn't as good as his match with Ciampa, but it's right up there when it comes to notable Tony D matches because he he performed pretty well for the most part. But I will say the end, like you said, was definitely confusing. You know, I get it that you, may, you know, that he's, you know, that you're trying to show off their bond or make him say he did his family or whatever, but I really didn't understand understand the timing of it like you said if you if he wanted to get kicked let him get kicked or you know or i just also don't understand the timing of him even getting in the ring anyway he was hanging he was standing outside the ring handcuffed the whole entire match you decided to take that shot for him you didn't want to take the choke slam that he took right before that (laughs) or anything else like the that's the only thing about it. it was like he comes in now and they just get that, and of course, conveniently, it's quiet enough, and we can hear loud and clear oh, <laughs> what him and uh, Stacks were saying. So, yeah, the ending was definitely sour. Sour, I think, a really good match to me. Uh, if you just take what they were doing action wise, but I don't know where we're going next because I'm with you. I thought Tony D's. Uh, I thought the whole point of him beefing with Dijak is because Dijak was getting in the way of him getting Wesley. Yeah. And if Wesley is your goal, why the hell does Stax matter? <laughs> well, Stax is obviously his one and only. Like, And again, I didn't see right. the episode of Sopranos <laughs> when Tony decides to start caring for the people that like, you got to work for him. <laughs> yeah, it must be it's part four or the Godfather or something like this. Like, I don't know how much gangsters <laughs> do care about the family, you know. Um, but right. if, we, if we do not get uh, a, a shot of Stax and Tony D in a restaurant sharing a plate of spaghetti, <laughs> they are missing the target. All right, Hey, Tony D, hey, man, we'll take to my favourite restaurant, man. We'll get some spaghetti. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. And then all of a sudden. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I've ruined Dijak for myself with him being Bron's big brother. Um, anywho, I'm hoping <laughs> as soon as he starts putting in the work, I know His he can. His was rubbing off yeah. on oh, Tony. Fuck <laughs> it. I hope I will forget, hopefully soon. But, you know, we'll see what happens. We get... Another thing that hurts me with Dijak is he reminds me of Dominic Dijakovic and T-Bar blended together. <laughs> it's just too obvious. I know they're the same guy, but it's just like... That's every. That's what Dijak seemed like. He just a magical mesh of who he was before. That's kind of feels like so far. Even though it, you know, I have to give him a little time. Maybe he'll do some, something someone different. has customized his attire on two K. That that <laughs> that's it. That's what Take the mask off. Yeah, yeah that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> Toxic attraction backstage with Mackenzie Mitchell. They're going about making Roxanne Perez pay for what she did to them and winning tonight's battle royal. Uh, and they're going to be two cage beasts unshackled 
Mackenzie asked what happens if the match comes down to both of them. And they say they will be announced as the winners. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, I hope they've not ruined anything <laughs> that's going to happen later <laughs> in the show. All right? It's not a prediction, James. Jesus. Like, it's a spoiler. Wow. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> and again, after weeks of build, the Creed brothers are ready to fight into Sher. And they went, nope. <laughs> nope, not going to nope. give you that. Sanger came about Veer. I'm not with Veer. Didn't he know you've had a tag ready for two months? They like, never explained what the hell you by the way. I have no clue. Was he on his way that, to that's Raw? Veer's like, he can... yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's Veer's gimmick. He can disappear and appear at any time. Next week on NXT, Veer coming soon. <laughs> just, <laughs> just gonna come back. But we did see Jinder Mahal who attacked Judas and Brutus uh, from behind and make. We got a Jinder chick, by the way. A Jinder that I said felt like such a big deal. <laughs> Five years. It really made me wonder. I was like, these these Floridians were here for any WWE superstar ever. <laughs> the Bushwhackers come out of there. They're gonna lose. They will lose their mind if the Bushwhackers or something. Luke and Butch. Luke and Brooklyn Butch. Brawler. <laughs> yeah. It's like fuck yeah, me. A- Abe Knuckleball Schwartz comes out. They're gonna lose this shit. <laughs> What's that said? I'm sure. Will be a good mouthpiece, but I'm pretty sure that we saw this group before. So yes, I, 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 knew, I knew it was the Bollywood Boys, but I knew it was another group because I was making a joke about the Bollywood Boys taking steroids. And I looked it right. up, and, and it was Veer, but it was Shanky instead of Sango. Yeah, and Shanky I thought, who the mm-hmm. fuck is Shanky? Because he's assigned to the Where SmackDown he, roster. He was the dancing guy, wasn't he? And the, like, yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, Six he was uh, messing with uh, Samantha, I think. Or something. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's about Rick, it. I don't, Ricochet I don't know putting into that. Missing. Yeah, Rick, Kim, Ricochet yeah, was like, Ricochet look. Was like, oh, <laughs> no way, buddy. <laughs> hey, hands off, I guy. must say, him and General, General Aziz disappeared. <laughs> I have no clue where the hell those two big guys Omar disappeared, too. There, where the hell there, there's a room. There's a massive room somewhere, a warehouse in WWE. <laughs> We've just seen seven-foot guys. Just wait. <laughs> Yeah, trips. No, you stay there. I'm taking him today. Right, here we go. That's my warning to Hiko Leo right now. Yeah. <laughs> Watch yeah, out, will... big guy. <laughs> yeah, we got enough. Uh, Valentina Feroz questioned Sanger afterwards, but he was standing behind his family. Electra Lopez told Fred she needs to look out for herself. <laughs> but I still like the fact she thought the happy Sanger was still there. And maybe one right. day... Maybe one day he'll look at a wink and go, I'm all right, kid. And then suddenly turn against it. But and so I don't think anybody else wants it. Uh, pretty deadly? Yes, boy. Our backstage talk about how close they are to a total win. When NXT Champions New Day interrupt, they say the previous match didn't happen. So Pretty Deadly is up now for their gauntlet match. And Kofi and Woods taunt them how their hair isn't ready. But Kit and Elton are happy to head, head out. So we get the gauntlet. How many other wrestlers could have rollers in their hair, right, and still be considered, like, legitimate threats? This is what I love about Pretty Deadly more than anything else. So Pretty Deadly versus three mystery opponents. Um, 
when they come out and they say they don't think uh, <laughs> they're ready and they've handpicked three of the top tag teams for tonight's gauntlet, the music of the rocker hits and out come <laughs> the new rockers, Jimmy Jackson and Brian Williams. Yes, Booker tried to sign them for his own company. <laughs> they were booked. <laughs> they were booked, but they didn't show up. And we see the rockers coming up short to spilt milk. <laughs> Uh, as the first team I love eliminated. the shock after they couldn't get out <laughs> Booker T is like what happened like, what? Like, he couldn't believe it <laughs> oh, they definitely did their job there and the second <laughs> team was about to come out music interrupted and we got Kofi and Woods, they knew it was happen and not let Pretty Deadly start their two actual top teams picked out for the gauntlet and the outcome Idris Anofi and Malik Blade and after um a good, well, five, seven minutes of action. Pretty Deadly stole a win over Idris Anofi and Malik Blade. Briggs and Jensen were meant to be next, but were laid out backstage, and we see Pretty Deadly laughing <laughs> in the ring until we hear the music of Gallus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As they come out, Wolfgang, <laughs> Mark Hoppy, uh, fans pop. And the Vic says the suspension has been lifted, luckily, because <laughs> otherwise that would be poor timing. And Gallus stormed out, right. defeated pretty deadly with ease after hitting their finisher. Man, I fucking love this. The pretty deadly of the stars. We get the Gallus return. The tag team division's not looking too bad now. Sign me up, man. Yeah, man. It's already a little bit deeper, you know, and... Like you said, it was a great moment. It was uh, awesome. Like you said, Pretty Deadly was the focus here. And then you had after, not only after the match, I love Gallus immediately after pretty much making short work of Pretty Deadly, going right to the New Day and, you know, kind of doing the whole stare down thing. So I, I just love that because it's like, okay, so we're getting right to it. Gallus is definitely probably next in line and uh, or could be next in line. We'll see. But uh it was still awesome to see them back. Like we, I talked, I told you this plenty of times before how much Gallus, you know, the Gallus boys grew on me, and you can kind of see uh, absence in NXT kind of makes the really makes the pop better, right? Because you know <laughs> when they originally debuted, they were almost hated on sight. They were like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then when they returned, they were definitely happy to see Gallus. So. Uh, who knows? Who knows uh, what's going to happen? But I, I love the Gallus boys being back because, uh, like we mentioned, you know, the New Day basically only had two, two, three teams to fight. <laughs> in, in ten. They were going to have to go double back to Pretty Deadly eventually. <laughs> so, you know, they had, they couldn't even fill out this gauntlet match with an actual team. They had to, <laughs> they had to source out, you know, some talent. So, uh, yeah, I love seeing Gallus back in this division. Yeah, no, really, really fun stuff. Backstage, Ivan Nile still not getting on with Judas Creed, who says he doesn't care if Jinder Mahal's a former champion. He doesn't care if he's back. He just wants a match. Uh, and Ivy's saying, look, enough of your shit. I've got a match to get ready for anyway. Right. whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired of oh, telling right. you to leave yeah. him alone. Just come on. Where's Tatum? I've not seen her for a couple of weeks. She's been released. Like, I just want to get on with it. A couple of haze sitting in a diner with a cup of coffee, writing in his pad as he hears his fault. I love that haze, right? How tough he is. Today, I want to be the best. I'm going to be the champion. I had with Trick, and then we went and played on the swings. Like, it's just, <laughs> but he's talking about being a past, present, and future NXT. 
He is beyond reef. He proved himself against Cruz. Hey says the NXT title has his name written on it, not Apollo. And Trick says they speak it into existence, and Hay agrees, and they toast the coffee to end this thing. But again, this is another reason why Trick and Melo work so well, because it's only like a two-minute or minute segment with them in a diner, or, you know, you've probably seen it, and their well, back and forth kind of makes it work, yeah. doesn't it, you know? Exactly, yeah, man. They just kind of, like I said, are always allowed to just play off each other, and they, they get their points across, and, you know, it's always usually something you know, at least a little bit memorable. And, uh, like, again, like Treek pointing out what we pointed out uh, pointed out earlier about how the hell Axiom could see anything. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's always one or two lines where I'm like, oh, yeah, just love it. You're always, like I said, I'm always looking forward to Melo and Treek. Always. Well, we go back to the ring and the music hits as we get a countdown to the start of the new year. Only 10 days late, but here it comes <laughs> as we get more music. <laughs> And Tiffany, I was so confused. Yeah, was like, what? Uh, Tiffany Stratton made her return. Was she away? Like, surely someone should tell me. I mean, I know that she wasn't here, but not like <laughs> anyone else yeah. who you mentioned earlier who disappeared. Like, yeah. Mako, we, we need a bolo. Mako and Blair have been gone forever. That is true. She said she's learned so much. She said five months. I was like, it's been five months. I can't be right. She said she, but then again, if she's been away five months and she's learned the business in the first nine months, is that only four? <laughs> That's a good point. The math is all. Yeah, so, anyway, she says 2023 okay, yeah, no. is going to be her uh, year and everybody else is sweaty. Great. Uh, and then we get a video package for yeah. total match. Back for the break. We see Kate, uh, Katana Chance, Kane and Cut walk through the parking lot. Can man congratulates them on a record-breaking title reign because that's how you <laughs> recognise that by having a cameraman <laughs> sneak up with you on a car park. Uh, but all right. And then we see Tiffany Stratton. She walks by into a waiting car and we move on to the NXT title. Grayson oh. Waller versus Bron Breaker. If anybody thought, why is this match on now? We would soon fucking know. <laughs> Grayson Waller had a game plan for Bron Breaker. A new winter strike. He matched a move for move. Waller sent Breaker hard into the middle turnbuckle, ripping it clean off. Officials had to come in to fix it quickly. Both men traded forearms in the centre ring, with Waller actually winning with a clothesline to the back of the head. Breaker hit a bulldog up the finisher, but Waller ducked outside, ran in, and turned his cutter into a running knee for a big near fall. However, as Waller went on the second rope, it broke. He fell out the ring, and the referee just counted him. <laughs> That's it. He didn't, didn't check. Right. Was just like, no, fuck you. Uh, and counted him out. So this is why it was halfway through the show. Why did the ref count rather than checking and Waller? We just don't know. <laughs> Never seen that before in my life. He didn't even go, like you said, go down and just give a check of an ask. Like, could you at least ask if he's conscious? <laughs> no. No, fuck it. Okay, he's just going to count. <laughs> One, two, three. Nothing. Like, also, it's like Walla didn't jump out of the ring or anything. He failed because the <laughs> ring itself started to malfunction. And the ref didn't try to, he didn't try to fix the turnbuckle. He didn't do anything. But just like, oh. Let's count. <laughs> nothing, nothing weird happened here, guys. He should be in this ring right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just, 
It's like, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No. Like, you know, and again, another bad finish. Uh, arguably, like, Grayson's biggest match, and I think he did well. With Bron, mm-hmm. I'm looking at him and thinking, I don't know. Like I said, I think it's with the performers he's in the ring with. Uh, but with Grayson, he shows a little something. But yeah, after that finish, you're just going, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> come yeah. on. I think, I think, like, you can already kind of see in, in Breaker's reign when it's a guy who who's more, a longer tenured than him, uh, you know, uh, someone that he has a little bit more respect for. He seems to kind of step up to the plate, you yeah. know, play. Yeah, he yeah. plays up, you know, he's uh, he steps up to their level a lot better than he does going either. I'm not going to say down because I don't necessarily know how much better than Grace Wall that he actually is, but. You know, then then appear. He may not look at. He may wrestle a little bit differently against the Zigglers, the the Tyler Bates, uh, the Dragonoff. He'll look. He, you know, he wrestled different with those guys, those more experienced guys with a track record. Then he may wrestle with someone who's also trying to, you know, set a blaze a blaze a trail for themselves. So maybe that's the difference. But uh, definitely, like I agree. I think Waller really performed well in this match and uh, looked like uh, he would really, you know, give Braun a run for his money, but I, I thought the odd placement of this match really gave away that something weird was going on <laughs> to me because the fact yeah. that it was before the Battle Royal really confused me, and I was like, yo, this is, I know they're calling it New Year's Eve, but let's just be honest. This is just NXT now if you're going to do it like this. This is just a regular NXT show. If you're I just didn't understand like, didn't, or even have something like, okay. about, yeah, have this in the main no. event and then have Michael right. come out afterwards and go, well, I'm not going to have it in like this. Still cage match at right. Vengeance Day or... Because they still double back and end up yeah. ending the show with them. So, like, why not? <laughs> it, it, it's really, really weird. And also, like you said, kind of gave away that something janky or whatever would probably happen. As a matter of fact, with that placement, I was thinking maybe we will have a time where Grayson Waller actually walks away with the belt in a screwy way, kind of like Jericho. <laughs> mm. And then we, we get it ran back again at the end of the show because of the placement. That's the only thing that made me think of that. But no, it didn't go that way, but it was still something weird. Like I, like we, like I said, you would expect when you see an NXT title match leading off the second hour. Yeah. And if Grayson having another chance, like I said, in a, in a three weeks time or wherever vengeance day is, will be interesting now to think, you know, maybe, they might make the switch, but uh, mm. obviously we'll see In what happens. Yeah, yeah, because again, mm. no pinfall or something like this, like I said, screwy way, or even Grayson. Now it makes you wonder. Go, 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 go ahead. Yeah, no, I'd say that it even it does make you wonder. And in fact, that all Grayson needs is like a bit. Let me just talk about. There's a warehouse full of seven footers. Grab one of them <laughs> and have him as you know his, exactly his guy, and then Muscle. there you go. <laughs> Right, and uh, and I'm thinking now, like if you do that, you go that route, you still can get a big match that's standing deliver with like Waller, Breaker, and Melo, maybe in a three way of some sort, possibly. Even if I still would have preferred us get like a one on one type of main event for standing deliver. So it's interesting to see, like you said, it's interesting to think about what could play out now. Yeah, well, when especially... you have uh, this going on. Yeah, and especially with standing deliver, like I said, with Melo, hopefully there you know, three months right. away. It's going to take time, you know, like so to see kind of how it builds up there. They ask Roxanne Perez who she's rooting for and she says, Cora Jade. Mackenzie goes, what? And she goes, nah, I'm just fucking with you. Hey. Uh, we also see Apollo Crews backstage watching only segment with Hayes and Trick. Why? Did he enjoy it so much he watched it on his tablet later? Or was it the fact the Wi-Fi was down? 
Um, Axiom walks in and thanks Cruz for saving him and proposes a tag team. And Axiom's all in and Cruz says, let's go make some phone calls. What phone calls? Like the Tag Team Association. <laughs> like, is that, <laughs> you have to register. I don't know. <laughs> Then we can Sean? Yeah. Do you just Sean's here, by the way, guys. Maybe maybe call him <laughs> off going out of the locker room, just going, Sean! 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 We're a team! <laughs> okay! <laughs> there you go. We called him. Uh, we then get Charlie Dempsey versus Hank Walker. And Dempsey found himself challenged by Hank more than ever before. Uh, but he could not compete with the technical prowess of Dempsey. He stretched out Walker with an STF with an extra bend to force a submission. Gulak looked impressed with Dempsey, which could be a bad sign for Walker. But good old Hank. I like both of these guys for very different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So why are you like Hank? Uh, Hank, they just sank about him. Yeah, the old, yeah, like you said... I, I'm a sucker for this. Just a guy, security guard. We don't know anything about him. But let's just get behind Hank. You know, good old Hank. <laughs> and, and Hank is Dem- what I call a jag. Just, just, just a guy. Yeah, just, just it could guy. be me. And he's just in a position, trying his best, you know. Uh, um, right. With Dempsey, he should have the world at his feet, you know, depending on what happened. I, I'm already dream booking Regal helping his son win a championship and being in, you know, <laughs> his manager. I know it's not going to be for a couple of years, but again, just think of the development we can have with uh, Dempsey. And, and Hank, who knows? I like Hank. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I, I will say that you never know. I, I'm, I'm glad you didn't say, man, I can imagine Hank dethroning Gunther. I'm like, no, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Okay, calm down. No, but... Roman. Roman, that's it. <laughs> Roman, oh no. WrestleMania <laughs> 40. Hank, Roman, money. <laughs> Reigns versus Hank. Who would have ever thought? Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, I, like you said, I you know how I feel about Charles Dixon. I 100% agree with you. The future is obviously he is for the taking but I'm also looking forward to whatever they have cooking up with him and Gulag because, you know, a lot of Gulag's actions and his words are not really adding up to me because him and him and Charlie Dempsey are in common whether they want to admit it or not. So maybe maybe they fight, but I think we may end up with a nice tandem. I don't know if it'd be a tag team or maybe at the beginning of a, a new faction of guys who just like roughing up. You know who would be another great person who used to be in NXT? Tim Thatcher, man, I mean, it'd be great. Oh, it's like you have Thatcher, mm-hmm. Gulak, and Dempsey together. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, what a what a rough faction! Just beating the hell out of people. <laughs> Just throw Oni Larkin in for, for shits and giggles too. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we, we that, have uh, been through a book, lot, and we, <laughs> when you consider, yeah, like, we've seen a lot, right? Birch and Larkin, fucking <laughs> Thatcher with a fight pit and everything involved. Like you said, it's. But like you said, it's it's that ilk, isn't it? Of the right, kind exactly. of guy That's that what can I mean. Like they were, yeah, exactly. Hurt you, man. Mm. Right, I love it. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Uh, Alba Fire approaches Soa Ruka backstage. He's thinking they never got a singles match. Ruka agrees, but Fire doesn't owe her anything. Fire gets annoyed, but says she's got a lot going on. Like, <laughs> you want the match or yeah. not, girl? Do you fucking want it or not? Like, all right, all right. <laughs> like, sorry, I've just got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> you know. 
We do get. Right, a... I got the damn witch chasing me around. <laughs> exactly. Like, did you not watch last week? Like, yeah. Good news, though. Right. Good news because we're going to get the return of Tyler Bate. Yes, Bate said he's coming back for new challenges. Finally. Finishing some old business, and he's not going anywhere. He hopes. So Bate is back, baby. <laughs> Where, I mean, again, Tyler Bate for me, oh. if he's not going to be featured as a main event talent, then have him North American title, build him up like that. Wesley versus Ooh, Bate, yeah. or, or Bate versus Dijak, because you know how good Bate works with bigger guys as well. Mm-hmm. That'll be great, too. I can't wait to see what, whatever he does, Bate. I'm, I'm sure it'll be, uh, you know, a great... Great stuff because we, like I said, I, I really think highly of Tyler Bate. I think everyone should, if you, if you know anything about him. So uh, I'm just looking forward to whatever they have to do. Maybe another. He probably seems like maybe initially he probably end up running right back into JD. Yeah. <laughs> it's just maybe what I'm thinking. I'm assuming he'll run right back into JD for the most, uh, you know, initially. But we'll see what happens going forward. They're slowly but surely, James, opening that door. Yeah. To the abyss where Mako and Blair yeah. and yeah, it's just a, the, the, the NXT UK. No M Dar is back there somewhere. It's a lot of <laughs> people. They're slowly but surely <laughs> opening that door. Everything not, the, not the big man door. They got to be different, different places. You know, the warehouse, the big man warehouse is next door to big the man NXT next to it. With, yeah, the dust tra- getting uh, in the trophy gathering dust. Oh, poor dog. They let Gallus and uh, Bait out. So we'll yeah, see they did. Next. So, uh, we see the NXT Anonymous Twitter account, who recently filmed footage of Chance and Carter in a trainer's room. Not what you think. Not creepy at all. No, no. And we hear a voice from Mystery Man. <laughs> see, we don't see him. He has eyes and ears everywhere. His latest video shows Scripps leaving a message. Is Scripps a stalker? Mentor. Is, what that, is it Scripps doing it? Is it? Is it someone is it, else yeah, doing it? Yeah, I was confused. Like, is he the stalker? No, I another stalker. Because Scripps is going, how dare you film me give weird <laughs> notes to another man? <laughs> I want some privacy. <laughs> Thank you very much. I just love how writing seems to be a big part of whatever he's going to do. And I think, <laughs> I, I just want to know, who thinks a guy who's just going to be writing to people... <laughs> Uh, whatever, we just move on. Yeah, Jinder Mahal, former WWE champion, as we got told countless times, versus Julius Creed. And Creed looked unstoppable in this match, actually. But Sanger yeah. found the perfect moment to distract him. Julius missed a shooting star press. And I've got to say, Ooh. to land the way he did with a shooting star and then mm-hmm. roll through as well, fair play, he didn't break your fucking ankles. But he walked right? into a big boot. Followed by a collapse, which gave him a whole free count. And I'll tell you something that's weird as well. And I don't know about you, but like we're watching a bit of history now because the next time Julius and Jinder after this feud, where it will be like a year's time or whatever it is, Julius will start going up and Jinder will stay where he is. So this is the kind of last time that Jinder will be a bigger star than Julius if <laughs> the development happens. You know? Right, right, so, right. Like, if they go and play. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, like, exactly. I can't. It's like Ken Shamrock beating The Rock. You know that happened for a year, right. and then people realised they were like, "Hang on a minute." Like, um, but Judas is getting better. Well, every... Like Billy Gunn in The Rock too. Yeah. In, that, in, that, in that feud, Billy Gunn was at his heights, but he was not going any further than that. By himself, anyway. Uh, but like we said, Judas is getting better every week. Brooks and Jensen say oh, yeah. it was Gallus. That attacked him. Good. 
Uh, we can't see it's a vignette. Mate, out of everybody, I'm going to sound in English now as well, but out of everybody from NXT UK to come. Open the door again. To the door. Fucking Stevie Turner. What the fuck did Stevie Turner do? What? Why did Nina Samuels not get called? Like, why? And what gimmick is this now? She's a streamer? Like, yes. what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, she's a, she's a streamer now, you're right. We're streaming the life of Stevie. That, that sounds very interesting. And, uh, oh, I thought you would at least pre- appreciate that it's no more 4D. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. Don't get <laughs> me wrong. She's just two steps ahead of you and two steps, <laughs> whatever. And she, I was like, oh, Lord, please don't say four. Please don't say four after she said two steps. <laughs> I was like, please, but she she left it alone. She just said a little catchphrase and moved on. I'm like, all right, okay, whatever. Let, let's let's just look at it like a fresh slate. Yeah. When it comes to Stevie, I'll try. We'll try. Let's just try. Give Fair her play. let's give her a chance. Yeah, no, no. Uh, we but will, but I'm with you though. I, I'm with you. Of all the people, I, I, I still follow the French hope. She's been doing great doing whatever yes. she's doing. But you mean tell me someone like uh, anyway? It's fine. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, and but I, hopefully, well, this means. We'll see Blair again somewhere. Yeah, yeah, in about <laughs> maybe two months. Like I said, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Stevie's here, which is great. Not part of the twenty woman number contendership battle royal, which was the main event. We had Gigi Jolin, JC Jane, Ivy Nile, Tatum Paxley, Soruka, Cora Jade, Zoe Stark, Nikita Lyons, perverts, Fallon Henley, Kiana James, Electra Lopez, Wendy Tune, Ivy Nile, Fear Hale, Lyra Valkyrie, Valentina Perez, Lash Lennon, and Maria Mella, Alba Fire. And Danny Palmer. Valkyrie quickly eliminated Jade ah. in a shocking result. Jade went so early. Uh, <laughs> and, but, again, I, the only thing I didn't like about this, how many eliminations did we see? And then the person eliminating him stuck over that rope for just too long. You know, going, Talking, yeah, yes. got you eliminated. Bragging, and I'm just like, oh. Indy did it at some point. Yep. Yeah, Lyra did it initially. It was just like, no, turn around. Be aware. <laughs> about a royal. <laughs> Come on. Uh, we had Ruka nearly got eliminated, but walked on her hands back to the ring. We saw Wendy Chu landing on a pillow, but getting their feet kicked uh, out of her <laughs> as well. Uh, Lopez pulling it away. Uh, there was a couple of fun moments like that. The final four was Alba mm-hmm. Fire, Live Valkyrie, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane. The Toxic Trash pair got some help from returning Cora Jade to stand as the final two. And as they won, That was a third time, by the way. I know. She was, she was, she was a time-tie record. Kind-tie for fucking Rumble 2000. That's one for the kids. Uh, go back and see how many times they got eliminated. He landed on his face. It's a drinking game, by the yeah. way. <laughs> Great drinking game. Yeah. If you're not a kid. No, no, go back. Go back and do it. Uh, but yes, as they hit each other at the same time, they landed. Uh, some really fun moments, but the finish let it down as referees. The funny Vic said, there's three referees that side, one this side. Why isn't there not two and two then? Why, why would they have <laughs> an advantage of three oh. and one? Like, right, um, it's, like, it's like they knew they were probably foul on that side. <laughs> just, uh, maybe, maybe I'm missing. No, I don't know. And it's a bit of a weird position. No, uh, <laughs> then they looked at the camera and they said, yep, you both win like you predicted an hour and a half ago. So... <laughs> it wasn't a prediction. It was a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what do you think? It was just fun enough. 
apart from the end, which probably says a lot about the show tonight. You know, at first I was really like, uh, un, like just really like, okay, it, okay, that's fine, I guess. I kind of saw the the draw coming, but I did initially like them at least fighting, uh, you know, to the end because like I thought I liked their realization, like they were just standing there, like, oh yeah, we win, and they re- they didn't hear a bell ring, and it was like, oh, we're gonna have to fight. <laughs> I was like, well, duh, I knew that when you guys said initially <laughs> backstage that they're not going to just ring the bell because y'all won. Y'all, y'all be all the last two in there. But anyway. Yeah, but it didn't uh, take them to turn on each other either. Like, I would hope you right, and I didn't take <laughs> spent enough a couple of seconds like, before you kicked All of that me. toxic attraction talk, and she kicked her so fast. <laughs> it was not dramatic. And, but I, I must say that the thing that made me come around on all of this was the fact that it was one little thing. At the end there, if you uh, look close, after uh, after they kind of went through all that, JC and, and uh, Gigi, on the surface, it kind of looked like they were on the same page when Roxy came out there. But you can kind of see JC giving her that, you know, a side eye, where it's like, you know, maybe you need to watch JC again. And I'm thinking, like, at least the, the biggest positive about this is, is that, even if they try to pretend that going forward is going to be two-on-one through most of the match, we know how these triple threats work. They're going to have to <laughs> deal with each other if, they, if <laughs> one of them want to become champion. We know that part. Yeah. But I do love the fact that now they can stop trying to skirt around this toxic attract. They were still calling it a stable, even though it's two of them. <laughs> now, like So I think what, what makes me the most happy is, is that maybe this is a great catalyst to split them up. And but, give them identities of their of them of them of the you know of themselves. Maybe this triple threat can be the start of splitting toxic attraction up as a team. Right, that. But you can see the problem with WWE with tag teams when they go, "Would you call put two people are together? Would you would you call?" That? It's like I don't know. It's like a tag team. Oh, that's what we're missing. Like right, I, right. Like I, 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 I couldn't believe they still said toxic attraction is stable. I'm like, no, you're not a stable anymore. I honestly <laughs> had like a, a minor breakdown towards the end of the world this match. Right, stick with me. It's going to sound mental. Okay, here we go. But I'm looking at Live Valkyrie, right? And I'm going, do you know what she reminds me of a little bit? A bit Tay, Tay Conte, right? I'm just like, a little bit of the kind of figure, a little bit of the face as well. Okay. Obviously, you know, very pretty. Gigi Dolan, with Paige as well. And I'm thinking, oh, I kind of like definitely. Paige. Back Jay- in the day, she definitely used to get hold that a lot when she was way more <laughs> gothier. You know I, what I mean? I'm going to piss so many so, people yeah. off now. But JC Jane's the NXT Brit Baker. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. Right. And now before yeah. I was going, fuck it, Ruby Soho. Like that kind of thing <laughs> that's been around. And I was like, yeah, NXT's probably got a good against women's division as AEW. And that's going to start loads of trouble. But again, it was weird <laughs> to think like, that's why WWE, uh, they've got picks so much in NXT. Like, so we've seen 20 women here. Women from the UK, and it's like, yeah. we see the amount of women on the SmackDown roster and the Raw roster. There is enough talent to go around. You know, like I said, even Louis four women now, especially with Lyra, hopefully she can build on this momentum with Alba as well. And like I said, with Toxic, if the mm-hmm. goal is for them to turn on each other, fine. But then again, would it hurt to actually have a fully formed tag team make that move to the main roster, you know? And, and that's a great point too. That you're right. This triple threat could not be the end. It could be a great catalyst for them to go on to the next step as a team together. 
the uh, you know, because like you're right, the tag division is definitely suffering when it comes to legit tag teams who can fill out the division, who can actually challenge Dakota and EO. So, uh, but again, with the way those titles have been booked historically, history means that we'll probably get a ran- more likely a random team to take out EO and <laughs> <laughs> Dakota. We should, but we no, should, I, yeah. I would not mind it though. I would, lo- I love your idea. I think both ways. That's the point though. That's why I didn't have a problem with it because I'm like, okay, at least I see where you're going here. They're going yeah. for the revenge angle, but obviously, jealousy for who wants who wants it more as a champion is going to play a factor. Will this be the end of them because of that, or will this just make them stronger down the line? So I, I love it though. I wouldn't mind either way. Without a doubt, we see Roxanne Perez come down and raise the title ringside. As we confirmed, a triple threat match for Vengeance Day. And if that wasn't enough, we see Shawn Michaels, who's looking his age a little bit now, if I don't mind saying, sitting at a table. Um, and the chair's creaking as well, really got my nerves. But the top and bottom of it was a steel cage match announced for Vengeance Day. So like that, got two major matches for Vengeance, Vengeance Day as New Year's Evil went off the air. Uh, and like I said, that will be our next update will be the, the weekend of Vengeance Day. And then we'll bring the review just a couple of days later. But Monty, what were your thoughts? Your uh, thoughts on not only New Year's Evil, but NXT this past month? Because I ask you all the time. Yeah, New Year's Evil, it's, uh, I, don't, I didn't have a problem with uh, the show. It was solid enough. Uh, I, I, but you know, when I look at it through the I, through where where it deserves as just a another episode of NXT, I think it's great. Now, if you try to look at it and try to compare it to takeovers or other shows that they've had with themes, then it's probably not the best one. Especially when you think about what we actually uh, got saw, saw, settled here uh, in this show. But they did do a great job of building. I thought I thought it was a great building block for Vengeance Day. So for that. I thought that that was great. And then as far as the state of what NXT is right now, I think they're obviously, you know, you know, getting ready for a transitional phase when it comes to fleshing out a lot of these divisions. They're still adding people. Some people are still going away. It seems like NXT is going to be, this version of NXT is going to be way more of a revolving door. Or, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's not that I think about it. NXT always kind of had that element to it, but it seems like they lean into it way more now to where some people... Like you said, you've seen them consistently for a few months. You may not see them for a while, and it may not always be explained. Maybe injury, maybe they're doing something else. We may have veterans coming down and taking up spots. So it's a lot of moving parts, but I do think for the most part, we get pretty good to entertaining television on a weekly basis, even though they still have their faults. They still have certain parts of the show where I'm like, eh, that was a little, you know, that that was probably bad, but I do think it was way more good than bad. So I think, you know, we'll just have to wait it out and see what they continue to do, see how some of these storylines continue to play out. Uh, But they have potential to have a pretty special roster. Like you mentioned, I I thought the women's division, we talked about the women's division when Mandy Rose was on top and how it just didn't seem as deep, but they seem to be fleshing it out a lot more. Seem to have multiple feuds, multiple possible future teams and possible uh, alliances or beefs. So I do love that as far as the women's division go. And uh, I think uh, like Waller and Breakers were feud. I love, I, I like what they've been doing for the most part. And I think the cage match should play out pretty fine. Uh, we have a, a fresh new women's champion. So I'm excited to see where we go with that. 
And then, like we said, we're both on this train. I'm assuming you're on it with me. Let's get Melo to this to the stand and deliver main event. So I'm really looking forward to what they do over the next few months because um, usually this this little quarter of NXT tends to be historically speaking some of the strongest uh, shows NXT put out. So uh, I can't wait to see uh, how they build towards Vengeance Day and Stand and Deliver. Yeah, and I think the thing as well that I enjoy the most about NXT Update is that you can have a laugh. You know, there, there's so many like with AEW right. and WWE, it's so guaranteed. many people. Yeah, that gets take offence so easily, and it's like I've we've been battering NXT for years, and no one bats an eye. They're just like, yeah, <laughs> but like you said, it, we have to have a laugh because of the way it is. But like I said, the way it's shaping up, as enjoy we know, wrestling, man. Don't matter which one, enjoy. That's what I'm saying. We, we and even it. even talking about uh, New Day and Pretty Deadly, which hopefully we'll have at Vengeance Day as well. Or even if they want to, you know, the way New Day at the moment and with Woods' injury, even if they kept the total still standing and deliver and had that match then, right. I, I probably wouldn't mind it, you know. So like I said, it would be interesting um, to see what happens this next kind of month on NXT. But I think that is it. Uh, don't forget, we're across all social mm-hmm. media. Twitter at the WNR Podcast. I'm at the WNR JR. You can find the entire WNR team on the Twitter banner. Monty, where can people find you? Like you said on Twitter at Mind Monty Pod, or you can go and click that. When you go to Twitter, you can click that link in my bio, and you can uh, check out the podcast. You can check out uh, YouTube channel where we upload clips. Uh, I have uh, over a hundred subscribers, so I'm slowly but surely building some activity on that channel. So please, you know, continue to share, subscribe, like, do the things you do, and uh, uh, let's see. It's a lot of, you know, a lot of news, a lot of stuff going on when it comes to the boardroom, when it comes to WWE. A lot of things, a lot of exciting stuff happening in AEW. So we'll have to gauge exactly what the next podcast will be about. But it definitely will be coming to you soon. Just keep eyes on my Twitter and check it out when it releases. Yeah. And anybody worried about next time, Monty will be on the show. It will be for the Rumble review. And then it will be NXT update and Vengeance Day again. That's how quickly it all comes around. So don't worry about that. <laughs> the Dublin also on Facebook and Instagram, of course, all good platforms. Send us an email, the Podcast at gmail.com and YouTube latest clips and podcasts got the same time on YouTube. Do SoundCloud on your phone. Also Spotify and iTunes. We can download, subscribe, rate and review there. Well, that is it. Next episode is Impact Hard to Kill. And Monty, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm actually looking forward to reviewing this. You know, like, <laughs> I put, heard good thing. I, I put hard work into it. Uh, we're we're going to do the um, talk about Chris Bay and Ace Austin in the the junior mm-hmm. tag division as well, or the the junior tag league as it was, uh, and lots of other. Stuff, so that should be a lot of fun. But until then, I'll be James Rollins, and I was joined by the mind of Monty again. I hope you've enjoyed yourself today, Monty. It's always I love having you on board for NXT. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Always fun. I love to laugh at my pain. So even when NXT is at its most painful, just remember I'm laughing somewhere. Or, you know, I, you know, it's been plenty of times, especially during 2.0, where I was probably tearing up with laughter uh, at how bad some or how painful some of this is, has gotten. But like, you, like I said, I love doing these, the show. It's only getting better, I hope. But like you said, we never know. 
the entire <laughs> next thing we come back next pod they're like NXT is done they're just done yeah. never doing it again I will and say like, what yeah. the hell happened <laughs> when we do an update there will be a massive NXT news story breaking the next couple of days <laughs> something big will Stay happen exactly. huge will happen without a shell of a doubt uh, but like I said thank you for joining me Monty <sighs> thank you everybody for listening and bye we